Stand Up For The Truth is sponsored by Lakeshore Communications Incorporated and made possible by your generous tax-deductible donations at StandUpForTheTruth.com slash donate. This is Stand Up For The Truth, a packed hour of challenging discussion addressing important issues and topics affecting Christians across the nation. Join the conversation via email at comments at StandUpForTheTruth.com. Now, David Fiorazzo. Hey, brothers and sisters in Christ, thank you so much for tuning in today and for your prayers, and as always, for sharing the podcast. Um, I just want to mention, uh, was it Friday? Last Thursday, Friday we had Dran Reese, and last Thursday I think we had Pastor Joe Schimmel on, um, an amazing, an amazing expose on Marvel Movies, the war on God and the attack on children today through, through Hollywood and even comics. But I, I wanted to mention, I, I did get a few uh, emails, messages or phone calls. And in fact, thank you. Um, uh, I'll, I'll return your call later. I got a call from North Carolina. Um, Pastor Joe Schimmel holds the post trib view of the rapture. And, uh, we, I consider him a brother. I don't consider it, uh, something to break fellowship over. Uh, but you may have a different view on that. So we've had people, even pastors, a few pastors on this podcast that were Calvinists, but they don't preach it on this show. That's the difference. Now, I'm just not convinced that I should be putting a disclaimer out up front saying this is what this pastor believes in. We won't be talking about it today, but this is what he believes in. So just so you know, um, we are aware, and thank you. I really appreciate those who do the research and go and find out, and all of a sudden they get a hold of me going, listen, did you know that <laughs> Pastor Joe Schimmel does not support the pre-trib rapture? Yes, we are fully aware of that. Um, I believe Good Fight Ministries does exceptional work, phenomenal work, educating people. Uh, his background is he comes from the occult year, year, many, many, many years ago, and he understands the seduction in Hollywood and, and, the, and the mind and, and uh, the media and especially entertainment. So um, I really enjoyed that podcast. Now, it was a, obviously, the numbers were through the roof last week when we uh, had that one on. And so just wanted to clarify that so we are aware uh, 98.5% of the time, maybe even 99% of the time, we are fully aware of the theological views of the guests that we have on Stand Up For The Truth, and if they differ at all from ours, but we will not generally have anyone on if they differ on the essentials of the faith. Does that make sense? So we don't believe in breaking fellowship, because these are still brothers and sisters in Christ, but there are apostates, for example, the, quote, progressive Christians and those who are preaching social justice more than they do the inerrancy of scriptures and the truth of, of God's word and the whole counsel of God. We will not have them on the podcast. Maybe in the future we could do a little debate with a pastor on both sides or, you know, that kind of thing. But we will generally not have those on the podcast. So I just wanted to address that. We are fully aware, um, almost always of the theological views of our guests. But thank you for doing the research and checking up on them. Hey, I'm, th- I'm blessed. Yeah, hold me accountable. I'm thankful for our audience and the maturity that you guys have to discern these issues and to go investigate and check out their websites. But, okay, so before we get on, um, I, I've, I've got some other things that I just want to share. And this is so, it's almost infuriating the fact that the media thinks we're stupid and they're putting this stuff out there about, you know, the causes of inflation in the economy. Well, you know, the Biden administration uh, recently responded to the gas prices going to five and six dollars a gallon, some places seven plus a gallon. And Joe Biden said it's outrageous what the war in Ukraine is causing. Remember, they're calling this Putin's war. So does that mean in America we have Putin's economy? Do you think President Trump would have gotten away with saying something like that? Well, we have uh, Putin's economy now. No, the media would have held him accountable, and so would the Democrats. But in this one-party big tech media conglomerate where we have 
um, really one party in control of everything. We, we have little to say, right? But we're trying to speak the truth. We're trying to share the truth. I just want to mention uh, official inflation rates, 8.6% highest in 41 years. Prices rose 1% in May alone. Experts expect the decline and a 12th straight month above 5%. So inflation's high. Stocks are tanking. Uh, grocery store prices are up the most since 1979. Welcome back, Jimmy Carter. Uh, energy prices soar. Electricity up 12%. Gasoline up 48%. Firewood 28%. Go on down the list of groceries, right? And most Americans believe that the Biden administration is sabotaging economy according, the economy according to this latest poll. They're allowing gas prices to rise. Why? They want to crush the oil industry. So Americans are catching on, but we don't have a whole lot of say because the media and the left have the voices, the, the, the media, the, the megaphones, right? Anyway, so I just want to share that because there's a lot of stuff that we, we are not able to talk about because the lies have been thick. They've been very deceptive and successful at blaming it on Putin. Uh, some will, would even go as far to say the economy issues today and inflation goes back to the Trump administration. Um, I don't know that you can look at the facts and do the research and come up with that conclusion if you are a fair-minded, uh, free-thinking individual that loves America and wants this country to do well. So anyway, on to the next uh, topic. We really have to get into um, education today. Uh, we are going to talk to Russ Miller in a minute, but I want to mention you can go to our website, 200 Resources. At the top of the page is one word. It says resources. Click on that. You'll come to a page that's in alphabetical order, A through Z. It's well over now, 200 resources of websites, Christian ministries, uh, people that you can trust. And if you find something on there that is not accurate, that is lying, that are they are unbiblical, let us know. Because uh, some people you know, stray off the reservation, so to speak. Uh, but we are not aware of that as far as on that site that we have 200 resources. Now, Russ Miller is with us today. Creation Ministries. He's a speaker, teacher, and author of creation-oriented books, including The Cost, which stands for Creation, Original Sin, Separation, and Redemption. And uh, he's been on the podcast several times. We love having him on because we get back to the history. We get back to the basics. We analyze how we got to where we are, not only in America and culture and education, but in the church. So he has DVD series, study guides. He leads Grand Canyon uh, staircase tours. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But Russ Miller, welcome back to Stand Up for the Truth, brother. Hey, David. Nice to be with you again. Hey, always a blessing. Now, when your next trip is coming up, I know you're doing a couple with Jay Siegert, but you've got one starting Thursday and then I think one at the end of June. Tell us a little bit about how the trips are going and if there are any more that still have space. Uh, I think all of our trips this year are are full, but we do uh, rim and raft trips. We I usually do one or two grand staircase trips a year. Those are week-long trips. Uh but our rim and raft trips are our most popular, and I think I've done four or five already this year. I've got one the next two or three weekends in a row we have them, and uh, they're just they're really uh, awesome Christian trips. Uh, the, they're oftentimes extremely spirit-filled, but the whole purpose of our trips is to take some of the secular bastions like Grand Canyon, which is one of the five pillars of secular teachings, uh, their foundation being millions of years of time. And uh, literally, if I can have somebody on the rim of Grand Canyon for, you know, for 120 seconds, for two minutes, I can uh, recapture Grand Canyon for the glory of God. There's mm. so many things they won't tell you yep. if you go to the Grand Canyon on your own that are so obvious once you get somebody there. It's really uh, nice to be able to share that with people. Well, praise God for for your ministry and what you're doing and trying to just point to the actual evidence of the global flood. <laughs> it's amazing that we yeah. need something like the Grand Canyon, but uh, we do yeah. because we have been uh, really indoctrinated, deceived generally as a nation, the American public, starting in the education system and the media, of course. We know what they believe and the environmental activists and those who do not believe in the one true God, in the Bible, the truth of the Bible. 
So we'll talk about that along with education today. Russ, before we got on the air, I was explaining to you that our the second half of our podcast last Friday with Dran Reese, um, we were talking about the transgender timeline. And we just went back to the 1950s and talked about different court cases, different activists, different laws that were passed, events that happened in America, in our country, whether that be in uh, Washington, D.C., in Hollywood or whatever, in the public schools, different laws, the American Psychological Association and different psychiatric association. Anyway, we went through this timeline. And mm-hmm. you you can take that even further back and talk about education and how you, you remove the God of creation, take him and the truth out of education, and you put government in control, and we've got all kinds of problems today as a result. So where would you like to start, Russ? Well, I, I think the first thing I would bring up uh, in the present is people are always wondering, why are red states going blue? Well, yeah, there's a lot of ballot box stuffing, a lot of dead people voting, et cetera. That has a lot to do with it. But the biggest thing is uh, kids are going through our public education system, and they are graduating and get, becoming voting age, and that's why red states are becoming blue. So my, my newest message is weapons of mass instruction. And I'd like to just take some, some things out of that and, sure. and talk about them. Uh, you know, for instance, Joseph Stalin stated that education is a weapon, the effect of which is determined by the hands which wield it. And Americans need to wake up. Education in our nation is a weapon used by leftists, socialists, and Marxists. Um, and that's what I'd like to uh, kind of go through and talk about a bit over sure. the next few minutes. Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, Go ahead. Our uh, university system, we're, we're started as Christian institutions and seminaries, uh, Harvard, Yale, Princeton, and, of course, they're extremely anti-Christian uh, today, and that's been a deliberate takeover over the last, especially over the last 150 years. But voluntary public schools, which were what schools were originally in, in this country, taught directly from the Bible, using the Bible as the reading book and teaching the ABCs right out of right out of scripture. Uh, the first mandatory public school was started in 1819 in Boston. In fact, uh, Roger Owen, a socialist, mm. stated if teachers are trained by the government, they'll do the government's bidding. Right. And it was just in 1822 that the first government-run teachers' college opened up. Wow. And I'm going to throw in, because I'm a, mainly a creation, uh, evolution, age of the earth speaker, is going back to Second Peter 3, one of the great prophecies in the New Testament. We're told that in the last days, so this is the last days prophecy, they'll come scoffers, and they're going to be claiming uniform processes and being willingly ignorant of the global flood. Well, today's old earth beliefs, which were only invented about 200 years ago, are based on the belief in uniform processes and no global flood. It's all based on uh, the age of the Earth comes down to how the Earth's crust, those stratified layers laid down by water, formed. And, of course, modern geology denies that there was a global flood and claims they formed slowly and uniformly over long ages of time, just like Second Peter told us would happen in the last days. And Jesus said, you tell good from bad by the fruit, David. And the first major fruit coming up off, off of older beliefs was Darwin's book, which came out in 1859, um, Origin of Species by Means of Natural Selection or the Preservation of Favored Races in the Struggle for Life. They like to leave that second half of the title out today. <laughs> yep. But that was 1859. There was a lot going on about this time. It was 1848 and 1867 that the father of communism, Karl Marx, published uh, the Communist Manifesto and Das Kapital, he said his goal was to dethrone God and destroy capitalism. And one of his key uh, points was, and he stated, we must abolish the family. Yep. That's why you see so much attack on the family today in our nation, and replace home education with social education. So that's a big Karl Marx uh, uh, proponent right there. It was So this his books were 1848 and 1867. Well, it was 1869 that Harvard appointed Charles Eliot as their new president. He hired Christopher Langdale to be the new dean of their law school. And these two had 
one main goal, make millions of years leading to Darwinian evolution, the new foundation for America's educational and legal systems. Hmm. Um, so what was going on in the 1800s, and of course we had the Civil War at that time, but by 1900, public education was filled with Darwinists and communists and socialists and humanists, and all these people, including today, they consider kids nothing more than evolving animals and their minds a blank slate on which they can impose their ideology. In fact, uh, Vladimir Lenin said, give me your four-year-olds, and in one generation, I'll build a socialist state. Well, wow. I was talking to some teachers a couple weeks ago, and one, one teacher told me that a teacher union rep was pushing to begin four-year-olds in kindergarten and told the teachers, the sooner we get kids away from their parents and into the hands of knowledgeable teachers, the better. Hmm. You know, we, there's so much going on in public schools today, and, and I know there's a lot of Christians that work in the school system, but honestly, if they are if they are encouraging parents to put their kids in public school or leading parents to think that their kids are safe in public school, uh, they need to regroup because they be, should, should be ashamed of themselves. Uh, the first president of the American Humanist Association, the largest atheist group in America, was also the co-author of the Humanist Manifesto, which yes. is based on millions of years leading to Darwinism being true. And that is John Dewey, mm-hmm. who introduced what's called progressive education into our public schools. So that's now the dominant teaching system in our public schools. So kids are being taught what to think, not how to think. Let me, let me give you an example. Here's a role-playing exercise for uh, 11-year-old kids. It says, take the role of a Roman disturbed by the rise of Christianity and write a letter explaining why you are opposed to Christianity. So they're already told how to think. You're disturbed by Christianity and you're opposed to Christianity. That's telling kids what to think, not how to think. Right. And how do you think that affects an 11-year-old kid who's been raised in a Christian home? Well, you know, there's so much going on, but Dewey stated you can't make socialists out of individualists. Christians who, or children rather, who know how to think for themselves spoil the harmony of the collective society which is coming. So that ought to tell us what we're looking, we're really getting into this today. I think that's what you've been uh, talking about, especially in your last broadcast. Mm-hmm. Yep, actually the signs, what the symptoms of this disease and really the rewriting of history. And I also want to mention, I have a quote here from Karl Marx that said, the first battlefield is the rewriting of history. Um, right. And that's very telling if you think about it. But we've heard all kinds of, I mean, world leaders, dictators, we've heard people say that whether it was Stalin or Lenin or someone like that, could have been a Hitler quote or a paraphrase. They say mm-hmm. they, they always understood that re-educating, so to speak, or rewriting history or reaching the youth and teaching them what you want them to believe, that is almost always one of the first steps that the enemy mm-hmm. takes. Russ, your thoughts? It's simply evil men and seducers will wax worse and worse. They understand getting kids away from their parents' and grandparents' influence, and then they can impose their uh, progressive, liberal, Marxist ideology on them. It, let, let's talk about Saul Alinsky for a couple of minutes. Sure. Because you know, David, it amazes me, but I would say 95% of Christians, if not more, have never heard of Saul Alinsky, and his rules for radicals are being used to devastate our nation and our families. And yep. let's talk about that. I imagine you've covered it before, but, you know, go, let's go back to 1962. It was an ACLU lawsuit that was able to get courts to, to ban biblical prayer and biblical creation from our schools. And 1963 is a year to keep in mind. 1963 was a year we kicked creation and prayer out of our schools. That's right. We turned our back on, on the biblical God who had blessed our nation so awesomely. And we started, we replaced those biblical teachings with the foundation of secular atheistic humanism, teaching our future generations they had evolved on their own without God. Well, that was uh, 59 years ago. So anyone under the age of 75 was taught that when they were in public school and high school. Um, In fact, the founder of the ACLU said that communism was the goal, 
Their first offices were shared in New York City with the Masses newspaper, the largest communist newspaper in America. So now our kids are being taught they evolved slowly over millions of years of death and suffering based on a belief in uniform processes and no global flood at the crust of the earth. Those stratified layers laid down by water did not form quickly in a flood, but formed slowly over never seen millions of years of time. Well, this puts death before Adam, which undermines that Adam's sin brought in death, separating us from God, requiring our redemption with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, I should point out, Satan is really good at what he does, by the way. Mm-hmm. But from a, from an, just simply from an American standpoint, our Declaration of Independence claims and declares all men are created equal and endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. We've been teaching the last 60 years of our citizens there is no creator, mm-hmm. which means we have no creator-given freedoms, which is why we're on the brink of losing them, by the way. But let me get now jump into Saul Alinsky. Oh, wait, uh, Marxist, Russ, we, 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 there's a lot we want to dive into there. I don't want you to rush over that with the background of Saul Alinsky. That's very important. So we have to, have to take our first break. Our guest today is Russ Miller of Creation Ministries, and we're talking about weapons of mass instruction. And we're going through a little bit of history to give you an understanding of where we are today, how we got here, what was changed, and what is now being taught in the education system. More on Stand Up For The Truth in just a minute. Your monthly financial support of StandUpForTheTruth.com is needed and appreciated. Now, back to today's Stand Up For The Truth with David Fiorazzo. So our guest today is Russ Miller of Creation Ministries. We're talking about the history that has been rewritten. And I know most of us in our audience, most of you know a lot of this, but there are a lot of new listeners that have been finding the podcast thanks to you sharing it. And I want to just mention John Dewey, who is known as the father of education. We might might want to insert the word progressive education. He co-authored and signed the Humanist Manifesto in 1933. Humanism is a worldview at odds with biblical Christianity, of course. He once said, there is no God and there is no soul. Hence, there are no needs for the props of traditional religion. That's John Dewey. Contrast that with Noah Webster, who said the Christian religion is the most important and one of the first things in which all children under a free government ought to be instructed. That was the father of American Christian education, Noah Webster. Now, Russ Miller, you just started talking about Saul Alinsky. Let me just paint a little picture here that a lot of people in our audience who have been with us through the years are familiar with, and that is 2010 when activists and radicals, communists and socialists, and I'm not exaggerating, took over the Madison, Wisconsin state capitol to recall our, at that time, Christian and conservative governor, Scott Walker. You could see signs with the blue communist fist. You could see tables set up. Communi- uh, Socialist Party USA, they were recruiting people. There were students there because par- uh, teachers in education locally, many of them skipped school and encouraged they took, took the day off and encouraged the students to skip school and go protest at the Capitol against Hitler. I mean, against who they, you know, Governor Scott Walker. So this was going on, and they were using rules for radicals, which at that time we researched, Russ. This was 2010, 12 years ago. We looked at the NEA. They have a page on their website called Recommended Reading, and I'm not sure if it's still there. I'm, I think it's been scrubbed, but at that time... One of the books that the teachers' union was recommending all teachers read was Sololinsky's Rules for Radicals, which was dedicated to Satan. Now I'll let you pick it up and share more about Alinsky and who he was and why it's so important we understand this worldview. Okay, David, I, I, it's just vital. I, I speak in churches, and I'll ask, hey, who's heard of Saul Alinsky? And I'd say 97% of Christians have never heard of him. Probably same with Americans in general, and it's a shame because his rules for radicals are just being used to destroy our nation and our families. So let's talk about that for a minute. Sure. Uh, Olensky was a Marxist, and he wrote his book, uh, published his book, Rules for Radicals, in 1971. It's basically about destruction of Western civilization, especially the United States of America, by undermining... And there's a few rules here we'll go through, but by uh, the keys were undermining people's faith in biblical morals and biblical absolutes. See, it was John Adams, our second president and founding father, stated our 
Constitution was made for a moral and a religious people, it's wholly inadequate to the government of any other, which actually explains a lot of the problems we're having today. But Saul Alinsky was known as, please, concentrate. Have you heard of this? He was known as the original community organizer. Yep. The, you know, go back to Barack Obama. The only job yes. he, had, he had outside of politics was a Saul Alinsky community organizer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alinsky said the first step in community organization is community disorganization. The community organizer gets into groups, every group from the PTA to the Republicans to the Democrats, every group, he, the community organizer comes in with a far-left agenda and creates hostility and chaos. And because most people don't want that conflict, they compromise to get rid of the conflict. Well, the compromise, you always move to the radical position, and then they cause more conflict. And that's the reason our nation keeps going further and further to the left over the last 50 years. But uh, they they divide people by race, religion, income, gender, sexual orientation. Divide people any way you can. But David, what about those people who refuse to compromise? Hmm. Well, he said the the best solution to the non compromisers was to marginalize them, make them ineffective. And how do you do that? By name calling. Call hmm. them names. Call them a racist, a homophobe, stupid, conspiracy theorist, unloving. That's the reason you have all this name-calling going on today. That's all Saul Alinsky's rules for radicals. And what will happen was even the people that agree with that person will back away and leave them standing on their own marginalized because they're so afraid of being called names. Well, uh, Saul Alinsky, by the way, besides Barack Obama, BLM, they're all trained community organizers, etc., but he said the best student that he ever had was Hillary Clinton. So these rules for radicals are absolutely destroying our nation today and definitely a foundational principle for the left, which unfortunately not only control the schools and, and much of the, the uh, political establishments today, but media and on and on we can go. Well, the published rules for communist uh, goal the, for communist takeover and communist goals in America. One of those rules was to get control of education and the teachers' unions. Mm-hmm. In fact, Shirley McLean, uh, McCune, excuse me, who was a former U.S. Department of Education official, stated, "What we're into is the total transformation of society. We, education, are no longer." We no longer see teaching facts and information as the primary purpose of education. The primary purpose of our public school schools, K through 12 now, is to change society. So going back to my message, the weapons of mass instruction, one of their, their, the keys is to hire activist teachers who are actually now called change agents, yeah. changing society by mm implementing their ideology on these young children's minds, which, again, they consider to be nothing more than evolving animals. Their mind's a blank slate they can impose their ideology upon. And so they're indoctrinating kids so that the kids will want to change society. I think most of your listeners were probably uh, somewhat horrified to see the some of the Antifa and BLM riots, but the, the riots they were having up in Portland, over half of the people arrested Mm-hmm. We're public school teachers. Let that, that sink, sink in. in. Yeah, yeah, that's great. We're on the same page there because I remember writing about that as well. And it was hard to believe, but you had to point it out. Very interesting yes. that there were college professors, there were high school teachers, and, you know, the, the, they were wearing all kinds of different shirts. And, you know, the, the, um, one of them had, uh, uh, this thing against Columbus. And you knew, you knew their worldview based on what they, they were out there being activists in the first place. But this is interesting, Russ. You made a very important point. These are the leaders, the, they're teachers of the public schools, and they were out there. Real, really, they were part of this rebellion against God, and it was it was causing destruction in cities across the country, lawlessness, and uh, why the government allowed it to happen is a whole other thing. Um, why certain cities were told stand down, the police were told mm-hmm. to stand down. But I'll let you continue, but that's a very important point that many of those who were arrested, and you can look this up, friends, they were teachers. Go ahead, Russ. Mm-hmm. 
Yes, and, and realize they're all victims themselves of our public education system, but these are the people you are giving your children and grandchildren to if they attend a public school because teachers' unions make up one of the largest groups supporting the socialist agenda. And again, back to Joseph Stalin, who stated education is a weapon, the effect of which is determined by the hands which wield it. Mm. So going back to the uh, communist goals, belittling America, uh, American history and culture, especially Christianity, and getting kids to be embarrassed of America or embarrassed to be Christians. And you mentioned already Karl Marx, who said the first battlefield is the rewriting of history. Mm-hmm. And he said people without a heritage are easily persuaded. They're easily defeated. If, if kids don't understand our great Christian heritage and America's great history and leading the world to freedom, and they're, they're taught to be ashamed to be Americans and embarrassed of Christianity, which is what is happening in our public schools, they won't stand up uh, for us. And, again, this is why you're seeing red states becoming blue as these kids get to voting age. Um, So they teach them to be ashamed of America, the United States. Vladimir Lenin stated, think about this, David, if we can kill the national pride and patriotism of just one generation, we will have won that country. Mm. So they're teaching kids to be embarrassed of America, to reject Christianity. And going back into the mid-'70s, they changed the educational system based on a couple of books, including the taxonomy of educational objectives, and what they said they wanted to do, and this is going back 50 years, 45 years ago, they wanted to develop a culture where kids in school were dependent on chemical experiments, such as for lack of attention, deficit disorders, etc., and to develop students who lack self-control so that their crimes would lead to uh, to them being able to take away freedoms for the good of society. Hmm. Every school shooting I'm aware of, the shooters were on some of these drugs, and now the leftists use those crimes to try to take away freedoms from Americans. Americans need to wake up to what's going on. Well, going back to the weapons of mass instruction, they wanted to employ textbook writers, authors, editors, and publishers who would undermine kids' faith in America and Christianity and promote the socialist, that is, Marxist uh, ideologies. Adolf Hitler, I'm sure you've heard this quote, let me control the textbooks and I will control the state. Hmm. He understood the importance of indoctrinating the young. Well, our, our public school change agents understand this very well. In fact, Hitler stated he alone who owns the youth gains the future. The, the weather, let me give you an example of, of this. Uh, William Ayers was one of the founders of the terrorist group, the Weatherman Underground, in the 60s and 70s. They bombed the U.S. Capitol. It wasn't the worst thing. It was not like as bad as people trespassing on January 6th. <laughs> but they bombed the U.S. Capitol. Uh, they killed police officers. He, he got off on a technicality and spent his career as a public school textbook editor. And one of the, the, the stated goals of the Weatherman Underground was to destroy the U.S. imperialism and form a communist world. Oh, by the way, Bill Ayers is a trained community organizer. Mm-hmm. It was in his living room that Barack Obama, another community organizer, launched his political career. So let me mention one other textbook because th- this is just shocking. But Howard Zinn has a textbook, A People's History of the United States. Now, he employs socialist propaganda and promotes the nation's failures and makes heroes out of the Marxists and socialists. If you hear kids saying, well, Columbus killed millions of people or the USA was founded by slave owners and such, and the Civil War wasn't about freeing slaves, it was about promoting capitalism, you hear all those horrible things you have been taught now, that all comes from Zinn's book, A People's History of the United States. His goal was to cause kids to hate their country and embrace socialism. And, David, brace yourself for this. That book is the number one selling textbook in U.S. history. Wow. Mind-boggling. Hmm. Just mind-boggling. Amazing. You know, now they use sex education to undermine kids' biblical morals and absolutes. I won't even go into all this right now, but... Many of the sex education videos children are shown in public school are, are just nothing other than pornography. 
and kids are given free birth control pills and condoms. They're being really being pushed into having sex. Over 60% of public school, high school kids engage in sex now. Uh, kindergartners are being taught transgender ideology. I know you've covered that. Mm-hmm. Um, let me give you an example that comes out of California. Yeah. A mom was asked to come in to meet with her 12-year-old daughter's teacher and principal. So she goes into the mm-hmm. office and See, they sit her down and they tell her that her daughter is part of the school's equality club. That's a homosexual club they push the daughter into. Mm-hmm. They tell the, the mother that her daughter is actually a male and that the school has given the daughter a male name that she goes by or he goes by, whatever, at school. Well, the uh, mother is just in tears and caught totally off guard, and the mother told them she'd never heard her daughter convey any of this to the family well the school after she left reported her to child protective services and the police were sent to her home to interview her and her husband to see if they should take their children away from them unbelievable why what horrible thing had the mother done Mm. she referred to her daughter as she Mm. she referred to her daughter as she and they tried to have her children taken away from her Um, this is just commonplace this is not a one in a million uh, example. This this is very commonplace today. In fact, the uh, governor of Washington, uh, Jay Inslee, on January 1st of this year, signed into law that children aged 13 to 17 can undergo gender changes without parental consent. Yeah. Let that sink in. Yes. It's really mind-boggling. Yeah, we need to understand that. Uh, Russ, we have two minutes left in this segment, and we need to understand that uh, we're hearing these stories, and unfortunately, they're not in the big cities. They're in small-town America where parental consent is not even a consideration to some schools. Now, let's clarify that all teachers are not bad. They're not evil. They are absolutely wrong. Some of them are these minions and disciples of the left doing their bidding, but there are some Christian teachers. We have a, a few insiders that send me information uh, frequently on what's going on with the, the, the rainbow parades and all the, what's plastered in the school hallways. Mm-hmm. Uh, Russ, you, we have a minute left. You want to close this segment, and then we'll uh, open up the next and talk about um, what you're doing there in Northwest Christian School? Yes, please. I, w- I would say this. In the meanwhile, while all this is going on, Jesus is banned from public schools. Now, we need all the Christian teachers in there we can we can get, but let, let's face the fact, they have to be able to stand on the verge of losing their job, because mm. if they're going along with it, they yeah. might as well not be there at all. I, yes. I, I feel bad for these teachers. They're between a rock and a hard place, mm-hmm. but uh, we'll talk about um, the new course with Northwest Christian, but just after showing... Uh, weapons of mass instruction eight times. I know of two public school teachers that have quit their job. One educational major switched majors. I know of at least 24 kids that have been pulled out of public school. But the problem is this message gets blocked because it's so hard-hitting. But it's exactly what parents and grandparents need to understand what's going on. Uh, let me let me just end with a quote from a former Nebraska senator. And this was from 40 years ago. It's 100 times worse today. That quote is, Bible-believing people do not have the right to indoctrinate their children in their religious beliefs because we, the state, are preparing them for when America will be part of a one-world global society and Christian children will not fit in. My friends, get your kids out of public schools. Get in an education. And going to a public school is not the same thing. Yeah, what we're finding today, Russ, is a lot of these leaders and uh, and educators and uh, people in government, they're saying the quiet part out loud now because they've come out, they're proud of it, they're pushing America in a, in a direction that uh, we would rather not see it go. But we've got a lot more to cover with Russ Miller Creation Ministries when we come back on Stand Up For The Truth. Thank you for listening and sharing today's show via StandUpForTheTruth.com slash podcast. Now, back to Stand Up For The Truth. Here's David Fiorazzo. So Ken Ham has a book out called Already Gone. I don't remember what year it came out. But the basic idea is children, by the time they get to college, their worldview, if they were Christian, come from a Christian family, their worldview is gone, already gone by the time. Now, Mm -hmm. in 2011... Uh, Russ Miller, we have this uh, figure that 88% of Christian children deny their faith by the time they graduated from college. That was 2011. 
Most recently, we've understood from Barna and uh, other research that after just the first year of college, Christian children, a majority of them, would either deny their faith or, you know, you know, mm-hmm. not no longer believe the faith their family grew up in the Christian church. Now it's high school years. We're, we're mm-hmm. seeing more and more. So it's, it's, it's inching down, not inching, but it's, it's gradually progressing to younger and younger ages. And one of the things we wanted to talk about is it has to begin somewhere. And the left is reaching kids at younger and younger ages. And there's research now that says in middle school is when many kids begin to doubt the biblical worldview, the Christian faith, the existence of God, and that has everything to do with the propaganda from the left and the education system. Your thoughts on this? Well, David, kids are being taught they evolved without God as if it were a scientific fact. I'm I'm not surprised 88 to 90% of our kids leave the faith. I'm thinking, what's wrong with the other 10%? Weren't they paying attention to what they're being taught? And <laughs> That's the reason we need to get our kids out of the public school system. I mean, now they're teaching, you know, four and five year olds that they're, they're really not, the boys are really girls and girls are boys and kids are graduating high school. I mean, forget the fact they've lost their faith. They don't even know which bathroom to use today. So mm. our educational system is horrible. And if you send your kids there, I, I don't know what to say to you. I just don't know what to say. But let, let me read you a quote from Thomas Sowell. Ours may become the first civilization destroyed, not by the power of our enemies, but by the ignorance of our teachers and the dangerous nonsense they are teaching our children. Mm. Now, this has been going on uh, for for 100 years in our public schools, but it's become worse and worse and worse. Today, it's absolutely terrible. You know, studies say that our kindergartners enter public school ranked the highest in the world in, in science, reading, and math. It goes downhill from there. By the time they graduate high school, they're in the bottom 15% in the world. We right now have, and this has been going on for getting worse and worse by the year, but over the last 20 years, our high school graduates, and it gets worse every year, continually break records for being the most uneducated and the most indoctrinated and the most physically unfit, and yet they think they're the best we've ever had. And our nation is in a world of hurt right now. I'm really not sure how we recover from what we've allowed happening over the the last, uh, especially since we kicked creation and prayer out of our schools in 1963 and started teaching our kids they evolved without God. Yep. So, So go ahead. No, so let me let me give you a quote from the uh, National Education Association's general counselor, the, their lead uh, lawyer. He said the NEA and its affiliates ha- have been singled out by conservatives because we are the leading uh, advocates of the type of liberal agenda that conservatives find unacceptable. And it's not because we care about children; it's because we have power. And they do. They they bring in billions of dollars. We have the most expensive school systems in the world, and pe- and, and teachers keep saying they're underpaid. Well, think about this. We spend seventeen thousand dollars per public school student. So a class of thirty costs taxpayers five hundred and ten thousand dollars a year. Now, if the teacher's getting paid, let's say forty five thousand dollars. Where does the other $465,000 per <laughs> classroom go yeah. times millions of classrooms? Hmm. Unbelievable. We're getting ripped off. Teachers, you need to stop asking for pay raises and start demanding your unions and your, your NEA, et cetera, start getting the money to you instead of wherever they're funneling it to. But we're getting ripped off big time. Yep. And the, the, the left always says we need more money poured into education. And we're seeing results year after year after year that it doesn't get down to the kids and their education. I, we had Bill Federer on, a historian, uh, um, last week, and we talked about when America fails to understand socialism and true history, we're in trouble. And we talked about, we actually played clips from these man on the street interviews where they're asking kids, I believe most of the, uh, most of those that were asked were in their twenties, the most basic questions. Some kids, uh, Russ could not even answer the, the two states or the two countries, I mean, that border America. I mean, they couldn't even say, in fact, one said the UK. 
One was oh, asked, "Can oh, you man. can you tell us the re- uh, what happened? Who fought in the Revolutionary War?" And this girl, she looked like she was nineteen or twenty. She said, "I've never heard of that war." And anyway, they're, they're, these questions go on and on about American history and world history, and and th- these kids know less and less and less. And it was really, it's embarrassing. We laugh at it. I mean, years ago, remember the Tonight Show, Jay Leno used to do that. He would go to a mm-hmm. college graduation and put the microphone in front of kids with caps and gowns on, and they could not even say, for example, who you know the three you know branches of government or who the vice president was at that time or whatever. And you laugh at that, but we've got mm-hmm. to come to the terms, uh, come to the to, to the reasoning that we are understanding that this is on purpose. So, Russ, oh, yeah. I want you to share a little bit about what's happening at Northwest Christian School. These are some solutions that we can come up with as American citizens and Christians who still have the freedom here in this country. And tell us about what's going on there in Arizona and how people can sign up for this course online. Okay, David. It, it, this is just mind-boggling. Um, but I'll, I'll introduce it by saying some of the greatest Americans of all time, George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Benjamin Franklin, George Washington Carver, Thomas Edison, Abraham Lincoln, they all had one thing in common. None of them spent a single second in a public school. Attending public school and getting an education are not the same thing. Mm. Well, because we've we've uh, been losing the battle since 1963 when creation and prayer were kicked out of our schools and we start teaching our future generations they'd evolved about God. Well, biblical Christianity has been banned from our public schools. Um, I might have state also back in 1962 when we had been teaching biblical creation and had daily prayer to God in our schools for the, you know, even prior to our having public education system for the previous 350 years, 1962, the USA was number one in the world in science, math, education, technology, engineering, standard of living, economy, manufacturing, military power, etc. Well, then we get creation and prayer of our schools, start teaching our children the evolved without God. Here we are 59 years later. How, how's that working out for us, right? Mm. 20, 25% of high school graduates are functionally illiterate. And like you, you mentioned, they don't know who George Washington is. Yep. They, 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 they probably can't name 10 states in the USA. And it, it's really, really sad. But Northwest Christian School out of Phoenix. Now, there's several Northwest Christian schools around the country. This is out of Phoenix, Arizona. They are one of only 17 Christian schools in the entire world, one of only 17 that have received what's called exemplary accreditation status. Hmm. Well, what that means is when a kid takes one of their courses and he gets that on their transcript, if they switch over to a public school, they can use any of the courses they've passed at Northwest Christian School will transfer as an elective credit. Most most high schools, most public high schools want kids to have six or seven elective credits. Well, two years ago, all Northwest got a hold of me and told me that they were going to develop this online school because they saw the direction uh, education and our nation was going. So they wanted to develop and get all their courses online where kids anywhere in America, anywhere around the world, if they have access to the Internet, they could take these uh, courses from Northwest Christian. And they asked me if I would develop a semester-long, an 18-week-long class on biblical creation, evolution, age of the earth issues, based off of my book, Cost, which covers the top 10 old earth beliefs, the top 10 Darwinian beliefs, the top 10 evil fruit of these beliefs, and the top 10 reasons to believe in uh, the Bible and biblical Christianity. So we spent a year and a half working together, myself and Northwest Christian School, and we developed an 18-week-long full-semester class, a course called Biblical Creation and, excuse me, Creation Science and the Biblical Worldview. And it's an 18-week-long course, again, based off my book cost, but it incorporates all of my videos and uh, 50-some-odd articles I've written. And all in all, by the time a kid gets through that course, it's going to take about 85 hours of effort over the semester, and they will know biblical creation, evolution, age of the earth issues, worldview issues, 
almost as well as you and I do. Hmm. And it's a game changer. It's a real game changer, and kids can take it anywhere in the world if they've got access to the Internet. And they were when they receive a Northwest transcript credit, in the, specifically in the United States, a public high school student can take it and use that credit toward one of his elective credits towards his high school graduation. So basically said, biblical creation for the first time and, and, and biblical teaching since the first time since 1963 are now back in the public school system. And people can sign up and take that course. It'll start with the fall semester in August. So right now they'll follow along with the class through the, through the semester. But they can uh, take that class through Northwest Christian out of Phoenix, Arizona. And so I would Google that, and I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. I, I don't want to give them the wrong website. Right. So, do, you, do you have a link on your website, Russ, or do you want them to just search for that? You know, they can go to my website, which is creationministries.org, creationministries.org. And on the left side menu, uh, the first or second one is public uh, school course and high school course. They click on that. It'll have the links to Northwest Got it. Christian. Got it. I will put that link. Also, yes, yeah, high school creation place. course. I will put that link in today's podcast notes at standupforthetruth.com. Um, it sounds like a great opportunity. And as you said, people can take it online from anywhere in the country. It begins in August. And uh, you said they they can also get credit for that, correct? Yes, they will. They pass the course, of course, and they will get a uh, credit on a Northwest Christian transcript. And because they are one of only seventeen uh, Christian schools in the world to have received exemplary accreditation status, their courses qualify for public school elective credits. So once they get that credit. If it's a public high school student, they can use it toward their high school graduation. And, of course, anyone can take it, homeschoolers, other Christian schools, private schools. Northwest Christian has been the number one rated private school in Arizona the last nine years in a row. I expect that will continue. They are just a fantastic uh, school and just a, a God-honoring school on top of that. And they're they're standing firm for the word, and they've got a lot of other worldview classes uh, that students can take. So I would definitely go to their site, and I hope uh, parents and grandparents will get their uh, kids and grandkids to take this course on biblical creation. It will answer so many of the questions that the secular side is using to destroy kids' faith, and we'll turn that right side up, uh, given a chance to get this information to them. So it's called uh, NCA, I'm sorry, NCSAZ.org, Frameworks, a Biblical Worldview Initiative. But we will link that to your website, Russ, uh, Creation Science and Biblical Worldview. Uh, we just thank you for all the work that you're doing and uh, trying to continue to get the truth out there. And, uh, and we really appreciate all your resources as well. God bless you, brother. Thanks for your time today. Thank you, David. God bless you and your efforts. All right. Thank you, sir. Right. Tomorrow, well, let's go backwards. Let's go, let's go to uh, Thursday. Pastor Chris Quintana will be back on the podcast. Uh, Wednesday, Alisa Childers. She's got a phenomenal podcast you're going to want to check out. Oh, you'll hear her on Wednesday. And tomorrow, Pastor Jim Garlow, founder of Wellversed, will check in with him. God bless you. And as always, keep speaking the truth about things that matter. <laughs>